I am allergic to single-use items. Hi, welcome to Nature Magic, a positive voice for nature from Ireland. On Nature Magic, we chat to fellow nature lovers about how they became advocates, the plants and animals they love, and suggestions they have to help the climate and biodiversity crisis. Today, I'm speaking to Raquel Naboa, founder of 50 Shades Greener, a company that is helping businesses in Ireland and now globally to reduce their waste, energy and water and thereby reduce their carbon footprint and also save money. We met Raquel through Ben, the Burren Ecotourism Network. We are graded on a strict sustainable code of practice every year through this network. At Burren Nature Sanctuary, we have targets that we are meeting yearly to reduce waste, energy and water use. Some exciting news. Raquel has just secured a large contract and is about to launch an exciting new initiative in Ireland that will be revealed soon. If you enjoy Nature Magic, please subscribe and give us a review and tell your friends. We greatly enjoy spreading these positive stories. It's lovely to be speaking to Raquel Nabor today in Liscana. And I've known Raquel for a long time now on the Burren Ecotourism Network. And I think I met you, Raquel, when you were the green manager of Hotel Doolin. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. It would have been back in 2012, I would say, that we met. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a long time now when you, you know, it doesn't seem that long, but when you think it's 2020, it is eight years. <laughs> it, it is. And actually you're on our homepage on the video because when you were working for Ben, doing some of their media work, um, we did a little video, and so you can see yes. Raquel walking into the Borough Nature Sanctuary and, and wandering through the meadow, looking lovely. Yeah, it was a beautiful day, and we were so lucky with the weather. <laughs> yeah, it's a lovely video. You did a great job. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about your business, Fifty Shades Greener? Yeah, um, so Fifty Shades Greener is an educational training company teaching hospitality businesses how to reduce their use of energy and water and their production of waste. And what we achieve with this is that we reduce the business carbon footprint, but it also actually saves money off their utility bills. Um, so we have a online programs and we also do face-to-face -face workshops and coaching programs for businesses here in Ireland. And our online programs are now international. We are working with people in Canada and the UK in particular this year. And we've just started working with a company in Kenya, in Africa, which I'm really excited about. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. And you, have a, you had a light bulb moment when you were working for Hotel Doolan. What really turned you on to the whole green hospitality business? Yeah, so I've worked in the hospitality industry all my life since I was 17 years old and I, I kind of fell into the industry by chance. Um, I, I moved to Ireland when I was 17 and I had no English. So all I could do really is kind of clean bedrooms in a hotel and that's how I started my hospitality career. But once I was in it, um, I loved every aspect of it. I think it's an amazing um, industry to work in and there's it's the human interaction, I guess, that I enjoy with customers and colleagues. And it is a fast paced life, um, I have to say, but it's, it's a really rewarding um, thing to be part of a team working towards a common goal. Um, but it was back in 2012, I was the sales and marketing manager in Hotel Doolan here in County Clare. And my general manager, Donald Minahan, 
came to work one day and told me he wanted to run the greenest hotel in Ireland um, and that I was the new appointed green manager. <laughs> so at that point, I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, I had worked in the industry at that stage for more than 14 years and I had never heard of green hotels or green hospitality. So I started kind of reading about it first um, and I became then really painfully aware of the negative impact that hotels and restaurants can have in the environment. I realized that us in particular at the time, we were using more energy and water than we needed to. And we were producing more waste than we needed to as well. So I set, I guess, kind of in a mission um, to learn how to change the behavior of our team around the use of utilities. So obviously it took me a bit longer than I expected because you know, information wasn't that readily available back then. Um, you know, there wasn't, now there is a huge uh, amount of talk about the green wave and green movements, but back in 2012, it really wasn't the topic of the year. Um, but within two years of the start of our green program, we have reduced our energy by 30%, our waste by 40%, and our water use by 25%. So that had reduced greatly our impact to the environment, and we had invested no money at all to achieve those results. It was really just teaching our team to change the way that we behaved around water, energy, and waste. So that's kind of when the idea started forming in my head. I thought, you know, if I can do this in one hotel, um, if I can do this in Hotel Dulan, why can't I teach every other hotel in the country how to do the exact same thing? Um, and that's when Fifty Shades Greener was born. Um, it took me a few years, obviously, to, to, to have the courage to leave my career. Um, but in 2017, I finally took the plunge and I founded the company. And um, that brings me out to four yeah, years nearly. <laughs> that's fantastic. And also through COVID, obviously everybody's going online a lot more. So people are getting used to the Zoom meetings and everything. Um, so that actually works in your favour. And yeah, I think COVID is definitely has, you know, increased the level of online learning. Um, yeah, and confidence. Yeah, I actually put out, I wanted to give something back to the industry. So back in March, when the industry was shut down, I created a free online program and I offered it for free to anyone that wanted to sign up. And within the first four weeks, I had 600 students from all over the world. That's so amazing. It, was, it was amazing because it really kept me sane during the lockdown. You know, I had things to do. Well, yeah. I, you know, at the beginning, I thought I'll have nothing to do. And then I had I could support all those students. Yeah, that's, and, that's absolutely fantastic. And we started the podcast in the lockdown too, which we never would have started. We were like, what can we do? Everybody's sitting at home. They'll probably agree to talk to us. <laughs> They've nothing else to do. And also as part of Ben, of course, we did the Geopark Geo Code of Practice and the Borough Nature Sanctuary and all the other businesses. And we reduce, our, well, we have targets as well to reduce energy use. And some things are so simple and it's really just a matter of counting what you are, that's the first step, isn't it? Counting what you are using. Absolutely. And then getting a big shock and saying, are you serious? <laughs> Didn't we have to use all that hot water? We have to do something about that. And it could be as simple as putting a sign up by the wash up saying, please rinse with cold water. You know, that's or please take, um, use less hot water, save the planet or something there, there like that. There so many little things and the, the, I think there's a big issue where business owners think that running a green business means spending more money, um, you mm -hmm. know, biodegradable or anything like that. But it's the actual opposite. There's so many little things that everyone can do right now today 
to mm. reduce their use of utilities. And I just think it's not it's not wide knowledge at the moment. This is the kind of educational programs that should be taught at university level, even or a student level, um, because it's important for everyone in the industry to know about this. And we're still just not talking about it, you know. Yeah, and there's simple things, and it's just really a matter of getting the habits. It's like COVID has changed our habits so much. It's a matter of getting into the right habits. So um, I'm going to ask you some of the podcast questions. Yes. And so how did you become a nature lover, Raquel? Um, well, it was really, I've always been a nature lover. Um, I think from a very early age, um, I wanted to be a vet. <laughs> I, I've always loved animals. I had a weird fascination with insects <laughs> when I was younger. Um, don't ask me why. I, I don't like them as much now as I used to like them when I was a child. Um, so, yeah, it just comes from a very early age. And I cannot tell you what the reason was. Um, animals are one of my favorite things. It's my goal in life to actually set up an animal sanctuary. Um, when I grow up, I was going to say, but I suppose when yes. I'm older, maybe, maybe you have grown up. Maybe you could have an insect sanctuary. <laughs> I could. I love an insect hotel in the grounds yeah. here. So yeah, you, know, you have you have two doggies. I think. Do you have any? I do. I yeah. have two you dogs. Have favorite animals or plants. Uh, well, I have two dogs, two cats and six chickens. Um, they're all rescued animals. And, you know, what's my favorite animal is a really hard question for me because I love all animals. They're my Achilles heel. Um, and I love all types of animals. When I was younger as well, I used to love horses. They were a passion of mine. And my parents used to be driven demented because all I wanted to do is go and ride horses. And it's not a cheap activity to have. <laughs> but I managed to ride horses up until I was about 15. Um, and only recently now, I kind of try and get back into it. Um, a friend of mine bought me a horse riding lesson for my 40th birthday. And I okay. went over to go. And I tell you, <laughs> the body's not the same anymore. So all types of animals, really, I, I, I couldn't choose one. Yeah, and do you find that your rescue chickens have their own personalities, or uh, have, yeah, yeah? I never, I never knew anything about chickens up until two years ago, and then I saw an ad from Little Hill Animal Rescue. Um, they rescue hens from factories before they're going to be killed, um, and I decided to start adopt, adopting some hens. I started with four, and then the bird keeps growing and <laughs> keeps changing, um, but they are amazing pets to keep. They definitely have their own personalities. They're very demanding. Uh, they, they really tell you when they're hungry or when they're thirsty or when you haven't cleaned their house properly. So it's they're definitely what what's really um, amazing to see is the transformation from when they arrived to us um, to what they can become six months later. I mean, they came to us literally with no feathers, skin and bones, uh, broken beak. And now they all look like regular healthy chickens, but they're even a bit too fat now, I would say. <laughs> oh, well done. That's so sweet of you to do that. So lovely. Um, you have loads of positive actions that people can do to support nature and the planet. And you were talking on your, I was looking at your blog, your light bulb moment for the business, um, thinking about the young people and the Fridays for Future. And we really all have to align to this. It's no point just saying, oh, there they are on the news. You know, we have to align our businesses to climate change. Um, and obviously you have a, a, a rake of things to do with businesses. But what can the everyday person do to help nature? Is there any simple things you can suggest? Yeah. 
So again, like I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's it's all about to me lessening our impact to the environment is lessening our use of water, energy, and production of waste. And something that we've become really bad at as a society is single-use items. I am allergic to single-use items. Um, it seems completely idiotic to me that you would purchase an item that you're going to use once and then you're going to put it in the bin. You know, it's completely unnecessary. It should be totally eradicated from our lives. So, you know, again, a small change can make a big difference. Things like if, if you drink coffee a lot and you're going around buying three takeaway cups of coffee every day, you know, buy a kid cup. Reduce your waste by three cups a day, which is over a thousand cups in a year. Um, it's a staggering statistic that in Ireland we dispose of 22,000 coffee cups every hour. Oh. Um, I know <laughs> there was actually somebody in Dublin uh, created a box the size of what it would take 22,000 cups um, and it was a very impactful image to me um, so that a small change would really reduce waste if everybody was to have keep coffee cups we would really reduce our waste in Ireland um, or even if you drink a lot of water you know stop buying plastic bottles of water get a keep water bottle um, so I guess the tip is to look at your life and look at something in your behavior that you repeat every day and that if you stop that behavior would actually either reduce your water, your energy or your waste. Um, and start with those things that you do on a daily basis and then look at things then that you might do on a weekly basis or monthly basis. Yeah. And always think really like, don't think about the 10 cups you might use this week. Think about the 10 cups you will use and the other four and a half million people in Ireland doing the same. You know, when you think about numbers like that, it's when you really realize the impact our lives have on the environment. It reminds me of one of the one of the activities we do with the kids. Um, we just print out lots of flowers on bits of paper and we scatter them over the floor. And we say to one of the children, now, do you want to pick a flower? And they say, well, that didn't make much difference. You know, that seems OK. Maybe if I just pick one flower and then we get every single child to pick just one flower. And they're like, oops, they've all gone. Um, so it's just showing them yeah. people visually. Now, COVID has changed it a little bit because even with our business now, we aren't giving them washable coffee cups, you know, regular China coffee mm -hmm. cups. We're giving them compostable coffee cups. So we're yeah. composting the waste because we didn't want in and out of the kitchen. You know, we have our roots for COVID and everyone has to stay in their own station. And I have noticed in hotels and things, of course, the stupid little bits packaged bottles and things have had oh, to come back because it really is yeah it's breaking my heart breaking um yeah it's, 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 i feel like we're going back about 10 years in terms of single use because yeah. of coffee and, yeah but that yeah. will change i suppose it's temporary. yeah and I, I i think you know it all comes to a bit of common sense as well i was in a restaurant the other day and they had wrapped the cutlery in clean film to give it to me and i just felt okay will somebody actually touch that clean film to wrap the cutlery. So what is the difference, you know, with touching the clean film or the cutlery itself? It's an unnecessary measure. I know businesses are doing it because they think it's the right thing to do. But I think we all need to use our common sense a little bit and realize that, you know, <laughs> we don't need to wrap everything in plastic. It's, 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 it's yeah, it's completely unnecessary. completely bananas. Um, our local school, Seamount, has a zero waste policy which is wonderful. So none of, and the children put that in place. So you're not allowed to bring cling film or anything into the school. That's what so. we should be doing in every school in the country. I'm actually writing a school's program as we speak. 
um, it should be ready in the next three to four weeks. So I would be I would be delighted to see that being rolled out nationally at some yeah, point. Yeah, you should talk to CMAT and the kids that are on the committee yes. that are doing it, and they've managed for the whole. Absolutely, it's a big enough school, um, yeah. which is wonderful. And I know I normally ask people what are, what are their favourite nature books, but with Raquel, I'd love to ask you what's your favourite green, um, either hospitality or green energy book or might, something that might be useful for the listeners. Yes, very re- not recently, about six months ago, I came across this. It's, it's a small book. Um, I mean, you can read it probably in a couple of days. It's called The Ethical Business by Sarah Dogan. And it's not just a book, it's actually, um, I found very interesting that it's got um, templates and tables for you to be filling in. So it goes through certain amount of information as to what it is to be an ethical business. And then it asks you to think about your own business and to write down some notes there so that we can start, start to kickstart the green journey of some sort. Um, so yeah, I found that really interesting and really easy to read. So if you had a magic wand, Raquel, what is the one thing you'd change in the world? I think I might know what it is. It might begin with S. <laughs> you know, I go a step further on that one, I guess, since I have a magic wand. Uh, yeah. What I would do is reduce the world's carbon footprint to zero. I do firmly believe that carbon footprint is the most single damaging thing that we have created for nature and that is changing all of our ecosystems, is extinguishing a species, um, is creating havoc in the poles. Um, so if I had a magic wand, I guess I, I would reduce all carbon footprint to zero from now on and I would allow, you know, give give the planet a chance to kind of reinvent and um, flourish back to what it was before we before we humans destroyed it. <laughs> it's very difficult because the people who understand about climate and care about climate find it very difficult to express it to the people that either are too scared to think about it or don't. I think think that's that's the the break in the communications. That's it. I think that's where, you know, and and, and that's again another reason why I created Fifty Shades Greener is to show people that there is things we can all do. You know, a lot of the times I think we fail really to explain to people, you know, everybody thinks obviously we need to reduce the average temperature of the world but that's really so difficult for the regular joe on the street what can i do about that or you know and and people think obviously it needs to be a government level oil drilling gas drilling all those things need to change but at the same time you know we can criticize our governments for not doing that when we're not taking a good look in the mirror ourselves Mm. and take responsibility for our all individual actions um, and I think that's just, you know, we need to find that balance between informing people and educating them, really. It is all about education. It's not that people don't want to do it, it's that they just don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, they feel overwhelmed. So that, that's really, that's a fabulous message. Um, do you want to tell us how people can engage with you, with the business, what you're offering at the moment um, and where, where they can find you? Yeah, so our website is 50shadesgreener.ie. People can just contact us anytime on info at 50shadesgreener.ie or our contact details are on the website. Um, And you don't have to be a hospitality business. You know, the principles of what we teach can be applied in schools, in hospitals, in nursing homes. It really is the same principles for everybody. 
Um, as I said, we're writing at the moment content for a schools project and we're also about to work in a really big project, which I can't really reveal yet, but our courses very soon will be accessible to anyone in the hospitality industry for free. Um, so that would be happening from October onwards. That's amazing. Yeah, we're really hoping that we can engage with a lot of people in the industry and that we can really create a baseline as to what the carbon footprint in the Irish hospitality industry is so we can start taking the steps to reduce it. So that's going to be a really, really important project for me. I, I, I love for Ireland to be the greenest destination. It is the green island, so let's work on that. Let's live yeah. up to our game, yeah. Brands. We'll so, get there. <laughs> thank you so much, Raquel. And we'll put all the links in the show notes. Um, thank you very much for talking to us today. And hopefully we've inspired a few more businesses and individuals to take You're some well. Thanks for uh, having me, Mary. <laughs> thank you for listening to Nature Magic. Please subscribe and review us and help us grow our reach for these important messages. Foreign Nature Sanctuary is now open Friday to Sunday from the 1st of September, so we hope to see you soon. Don't forget our online shop where you can buy lovely Irish products, including avocal rugs and fairy stories. You can also buy gift vouchers, adopt an animal or book a family fairy story walk. Keep us in mind for your seasonal shopping and help us get through the next few months. Thank you for listening.